friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, September the 22nd. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life. I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's goodness within your day, within your moment, within your week, whatever that is. So my friends, we are going to take a look at the readings, plural, for uh, this coming weekend's uh, 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Amazing, isn't it? We're already at the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're now in autumn. We've just now, we're in the Northern Hemisphere, at least I am. Uh, And if you're in the Southern, hey, you're entering into a time of abundance. Well, we are going kind of toward the... uh, the end of that moment and working into our fall time. And, and I think of that and I think, wow, two months from, from now, we'll already be uh, beginning. We'll celebrate Christ the King and entering into Advent, which is just amazing. Where does time go? Uh, readings plural. That's what I was talking about before I got that long tangent. We are going to read Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 9, first reading. So good. So good. We hear it every year at the Easter Vigil, if you ever go. Uh, We hear an elongated version. We're going to hear a very truncated version today. But it is a marvelous reading. Uh, Isaiah 55, just open up Scripture and read that. I mean, the first 15, 20 verses. It is so good. So, uh, and you're going to see the thread. I think you will. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious today. Uh, And then we're going to go to the Gospel, which is Matthew A little bit longer, so we're going to dive in here quickly. Matthew 20, verses 1 to 16a. Jesus is going to tell us a parable. uh, And he's going to kind of do it in answer to something that happened just previously. And I don't know how much we're going to get to that. And I'm sorry we're going to miss that story. But we get what we get, don't we? So, uh, as always... However it is that you prepare, invite you to open yourself for the Word of God. And how, uh, however, the Spirit's going to, to present that to you. Um, and so I invite you to settle yourself. I invite you to open yourself. I invite you to simply invite the Spirit through God's Word to become alive within you. Uh, and really, that's what we're all about here, isn't it? And so, my friends, let's break open God's Word together. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. Let the scoundrel forsake their way and the wicked their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord for mercy, to our God who is generous in forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, 
he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you too go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They answered him, because no one has hired us. The landowner said to them, you too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat. The landowner said to them in reply, my friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but for me, I think it's easy to, to hear that whole gospel and just get caught up in that last line. The last will be first, the first will be last. And while I think it's a really good line, I think we miss, if, if that's all we hold on to, I think we miss so much of what our God is inviting us to in the midst of this. Um, because... I mean, ultimately, I think what God is saying is things are backwards. Things are different. Don't, don't look at it in, through the eyes, right, that you are, usual, you are used to looking at the world. And, and that takes us, of course, back to Isaiah, right? My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts, Right? That, that what Jesus is presenting us in this parable is, in a sense, life upside down. Because it is not how our world works. We live and move and have our being. We breathe the air that is quid pro quo. That is, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Um, that, that if I do something you will pay me for that. I'm not even trying to say, hey, let's undermine that and let's, let's live as, as you know, Jesus is saying here. Uh, although, I, okay, listen, on one level, of course we are. That's what the gospel is inviting us to. So, so don't hear me wrong there. Um, but I don't, I don't think you can operate Ford Motor Company in that way either uh, because people are going to take advantage of it. Why? Why would they do that? Because they're working for the pay. 
and they're not invested in the car, perhaps. If I know I can come in at five in the afternoon and get a full day's pay, and I shoot, you know, I can do that five days a week, 52 weeks a year, and I can get my salaried pay. What, what is that going to do for the output of the, of the vehicle? I'm just using Ford. It could have been anything, you know, for the output of vehicles, for the, the, the quality or whatever that would be. I'm working to get by on as little as I can. It brings to mind that whole idea of Constantine, right? Who, Constantine, of course, you know, um, in the year uh, 312, saw the sign in the sky, right, that said, uh, under this sign, it was the cross, right, the, the, the cross in the clouds, under this sign, conquer. And he goes out and he puts that on all his shields and they go out and conquer and he wins the victory, which leads to the Edict of Milan, which allows Christianity to come up from the underground, right, where, uh, where they threw the, the Christians to the lions and created all those martyrs. Well, it, it brought it up to the surface and said it's now a legal uh, entity, a legal religion within the Roman Empire. And, but, and, and everybody kind of became Christian because they figured that, that uh, Constantine favored it. But yet Constantine was like, ah, you know, I still got my things to do to help create this empire and, and put all this stuff together. Uh, so I'm not really going to live in this manner until I'm ready to die on my deathbed and then got baptized and came in. He was really counting on that five o'clock deal, right? Is that what God's looking for? I mean, really, I think the question, this, one of the questions that this gospel invites us to ask is, um, well, I'll, I'll bring two. Can I bring two here? Um, who do we allow to hire us? Who's hiring us right now? And what are we working for? I, I really think those are, those are the, the tip of the spear. That's, that's the knife's edge of, of what, we're, what we're talking about. Who is it that, that hires us? that we give ourselves out to. Because we do, brothers and sisters, every one of us. When we get up in the morning, before we lay our our head on the pillow at night, we are about the work for something and of something. And we don't have to deny that, and we don't have to um, just kind of... uh, not really bring it about because maybe we don't want to know the answer to that. No, no, no. Let's, let's ask the question. Who is it that hires us? What is it we're about? Because that's going to help us know what pay we're working for. And that's okay. That, that's the question we have to answer. So in the parable, Jesus goes out at six in the morning, right? Goes out at dawn. And he hires labor for his, laborers for his vineyard. And he goes out at nine, goes out at noon, goes out at three, and then goes out at five because they close down shop at six. It's a 12-hour day. And, and he pays, of course, you just heard it. He pays them from, from last to first, and, uh, and, and everybody gets the same amount of pay. But even you can hear in the grumbling that the the... Hired workers are doing, they're like, hey, man, we didn't get what we deserve. We bore the, the burden of, of the day. And, and listen, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Um, they bore the burden of the day, 
and and got whatever that pay was because they worked it out and the landlord said i'll give you what is just don't worry and they agreed with that um but then when the time came and they saw they got the same amount as people who didn't bear their burden they felt they were cheated why is that because if they're working and invested in the work of the vineyard they should be happy that the vineyard got worked regardless of who came out and when they came out. The goal is, let's get this vineyard to be in tip-top shape, right? But it's clear at the end of the day, that's not what they were working for. They were working for pay. They were, in a sense, like that parable that Jesus tells at a different place. You know a good shepherd. A good shepherd stays with the sheep, right? When the, the enemy comes, when the wolf comes. But a hired worker, they're going to run off and leave the sheep because they're there for pay. I would, I would ask Constantine, if I could, tell me why you waited until your, your deathbed. Because that doesn't speak to me of somebody who's really trying to make the vineyard um, the best place it can be. Remember, Jesus used, right away when he used this parable, he said the kingdom of heaven is like. Now again, our stories always fall short of what the kingdom of heaven is like. Even Jesus' stories do that. The fullness of the kingdom can't be brought up in one parable. That's why Jesus you know, tells us dozens and dozens of them, right, to, to help give us different perspective. But if Jesus is right and the kingdom of heaven is like this, again, I ask the question, who is it? That, that we allow ourselves to be hired out for. For what? For what purpose? To what end? What is it we're working for? What is the pay we seek? Is it merely, hey man, so I get to go to heaven when I'm done? I don't, I don't want to downplay that. I mean, that's really what this is pointing to, right? That's the, that's the payment. And are we upset that people who come in and work really, truly for the, the, the kingdom, are, are we upset that they get that? Shouldn't we rejoice that all peoples, whenever they enter into this line of work, uh, get invited to the feast? Again, our God's ways and our God's thoughts are not our ways and are not, are not our thoughts. And while we can kind of grumble along with those who bore the, the burden, the heat of the day, and brothers and sisters, make no doubt about it, if you and I are going to be those who are ambassadors for Christ, as, as Paul says, right? Um, if we are working for the kingdom, we are going to meet resistance. There will be hardship if there has not already been in your life. There will be sacrifices made. It is not um, always an easy road that we, that we walk. And do we hold that against those who may have held out for whatever reason that is? I mean, this parable is wonderful because it cuts to the heart of our ways and humanity's ways. And listen, be it capitalism or whatever, you know, we, we serve under in terms of whatever economic driving principle. It just goes to show <laughs> things aren't that much different now than they were back then. It doesn't matter what economic uh, principle is driving us. But here's where we have to know. Yeah, this may seem unfair from that perspective. But from the perspective of the landowner, the one who says, hey, listen, am I not free? 
am I not free to do what I want with, with that payment that I have to give? I mean, God is totally free. God is totally free to do what God needs to do. And while we may see that not as fair on an economic principle, because it's not going to operate Ford Motor Company or any, or any vineyard well, I think every one of us will say, thank you, God, that it is not fair and that God is not fair. Because if God was only fair, I think every one of us would be in trouble. And, and I don't say that to point fingers. I say that because I think that's the reality. I know that's the reality for me. I am grateful that God is free to do with God's grace and mercy and goodness whatever God wishes because I'm in need of that. And, um, and, I, and I really, when I hear a, a parable like this, boy, I'm going to hope and trust in the lavish nature of God, in the prodigious nature of God. So this parable that Jesus tells comes right on the heels of the rich young ruler, right? The rich young man who said, what must I do to gain, to possess, to control, as it were, the kingdom of God? And Jesus says, hey, you know, you know the commandments, do all those. And he says, I've done all those. And then Jesus, loving him, saw his enormous wealth and said, give what you have to the poor and come follow me. And the guy goes away sad, right? He's not able to, to be free. That, that, that economic reality, um, it entrapped him. And we see some of those trappings in this parable too. Brothers and sisters, I am not saying, hey, listen, take everything you have and give it to the poor, because I haven't done that either. But what I am saying is, let's make sure that we are free in a way that our God is free, that what we have does not control or own us, but that in a sense we have given it to God, and we are merely people who hold it in order to use it to work out in the vineyard and, and to give it away at any time when our God invites us. We are called to seek the Lord where God may be found. Where is that? Everywhere. Everywhere and anywhere, right? God doesn't just come in one way, nor does God come in ways that God has in the past. God is entirely free. And, and we are called to be about the work of God. Hey, we can sit here and be like Constantine if we want and roll the dice and say, I want to live for me and see if I can find a loophole at the end. I don't think God's going to be fooled. What God wants is not only our work in the vineyard, to use Augustine's words, right? Uh, there are many the church has that God does not have, and there are many that God has that the church does not have. We can do wonderful and good-looking things from the outside that that. God knows our hearts that, that, that we've given none of our hearts to. Many of these workers did that very same thing in this parable. They were giving something and doing work, but it's clear what their, their goal was. Hey, I'd much rather and take this, this is my own opinion, throw it out, it's just dumb, who cares what I think. Um, but I, I, I think God would much rather we enter fully into this work of the vineyard alongside the owner, the landowner of the vineyard, working to better the vineyard in whatever way we can, with whatever gifts we can, in whatever perspective we bring to that. 
than worrying about the payment part. God's going to do what is just. Thanks be to God that the vineyard owner looked at the, the people that came at five and at three, that they needed to eat and they needed grace and they needed love and they needed room and, and shelter and whatever it is, just as much as those who came at six in the morning. God knows what we need. Let's trust that payment stuff to him. God knows it. Let's just us say yes to that invitation to the vineyard. God's inviting us. Will we allow God to hire us out? Again, I come back to those questions. Who or what is it that hires us out right now that we give ourselves to? And what is the pay we're working for? And is there a way to allow our hearts and our beings to allow God to be that one that we give ourselves to fully in uh, honor, in, in privilege, in assistance of working in the vineyard on behalf of the kingdom of God. Let's pray. We finish up the Sorrowful Mysteries today, my friends, uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth Sorrowful Mystery, Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Thank you for breaking open God's word with me today. May your day, your week be filled with every good joy. Be well, and God's peace.